morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For the honey maple smoked Spike Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Hey everybody, by the way, I also hate Matt, and here's why, and Costco. So let's oh, go ahead. First and, and foremost, nope. allow me to thank nope. Justin. No, no, no. Yes. first and foremost. Yes. It's first and foremost, we thank Justin and Kroger, I'm assuming. First and foremost, thank you to Justin before you get into your five-minute rant. Thank you, Justin, for the kava that I'm drinking on today's episode. Thank you for my delicious mud water. And allow me to thank, allow me to thank Kroger, who cares about her customers for providing me with this purified drinking water. Bula Vanaka, and now... Bula Vanaka. Okay. We need to talk. Okay. I'm just going to sit back for this. Okay. Good. Good. So, you motherfucker. (laughs) So, so I'd like to talk about, I'd like to talk about salmon. Now, I know that, that, I know that, I know, I know, I know it is. Now, this probably surprises you, our humble viewers, that, that we are talking, that I'm talking about salmon. Um, Costco, uh, sells, an absolutely amazing salmon. It is a it is a a, a, a honey maple, hot smoked Atlantic salmon. It's like this. Th- it comes in a fillet. Matt can tell you because he has a bunch of them, and it comes like in an inch thick. It's like a fillet. It's like a it's anywhere from one and a half to two pound fillet of smoked salmon. They sell it for like twelve dollars a pound, which is unheard of for smoked salmon, and it is absolutely delicious if you had a piece of that and a piece of the finest honey baked ham you could not tell the difference if anything you would like the salmon more because it's just so amazingly juicy now costco made sure to get me hooked on it and then inexplicably stopped carrying it only at their myrtle beach location they sell it in their wilmington location they sell it in their charleston location they sell it in their charlotte location they apparently sell it in their Tampa Bay location. I'm told they share it. They they have it in their uh, location in Boston. Everywhere but here, where it's needed. Now, as you know, denying me smoked salmon is one of the most perfidious forms of anti-Semitism in human existence. And I can't talk about it, but soon I'm going to exact some major revenge against them in the form of me spending some serious political capital to create a push-pressure campaign to force them to carry this smoked salmon. And I know what you're probably thinking, that maybe I'm overreacting a little. You're wrong. Matt can tell you how good it is. Matt? I can't right now. My mouthful. Yeah, because it's that good. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. It's really good. Like I don't. I don't. Like now we're supposed to talk about the news, things that matter. Like this is fine. I'm supposed well, to just pretend this is okay. First of all, let us say hi to literally half the service department of the Poway Geico. Welcome to the show, Poway Geico. I'm sure the Poway Costco location has the exact 
smoked salmon that I'm talking about. Right. So you should if, go uh, check that anybody out. from the Poway Geico has a Costco membership, if you can go and find out if they have the Blue Hill honey maple smoked salmon, mm-hmm. let me know. And um, bring some, some pictures next time you're in town. Yeah. Because God forbid Matt have to go and drive to also still Tampa Bay. And, and get like some minutes north. It's it it's a drive. It's a yeah. No, day. forty minutes is a long way. <laughs> so anyway, but this man, that, is some, that is some good salmon. It's that it's is just, truly some mwah, like that really salmon. Ha- I'm happy for you. <laughs> that salmon is so no, good. I know it is the it is it's the best. I get it. I I get why you're upset. Yeah. Um, I get why you're upset, and uh, I feel for you. Thank you. But I feel for you with a belly full of honey maple smoked salmon. Yeah, no. Well, at least someone's having it. At least someone mm. associated with Muddy Waters is getting it. Now, this episode is brought to you, of course, by the Libertarian Dad Bod Calendar, available now all the way up till the end of the year for the low, low price of $12, including shipping. Now, this has, friends, the most sexy Libertarian men, including that absolute Adonis you're looking at right there. That is Spike Cohen, Mr. April, the sweet summer boy. In April, for some reason. And uh, so just go to libertariandadbod.com and you too can hang this sexy man and uh, and all the other sexy, sexy libertarian men from your fridge or wherever you hang sexy libertarian men in your home. Libertariandadbod.com. This episode is also brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing Waffle House Caucus of any political party, not just the libertarian one. Um, and, uh, also special event coming up this weekend, uh, brought to you exclusively by Muddy Waters Media. Actually, it might be carried by other people. I'm not sure, but we're, we're exclusively carrying it for us. Uh, the Nashville Libertarian Party is presenting the December gathering with Vermin Supreme, uh, this Saturday, the 14th from six to eight central at the Margaritaville Hotel in, uh, in Nashville. That is not the Margaritaville restaurant. It's the Margaritaville Hotel. Uh, Vermin Supreme will be there. Spike Cohen will be there. Uh, and many others will be there. Matt, unfortunately, will not be there. He will be busy at home eating salmon. Eating salmon and working. Working and eating salmon in bliss. In absolute. In absolute. In absolute bliss. Yeah. Good absolute. for him. Good for Matt. Uh, so, yeah. So, be sure to tune in for that on Saturday. Uh, I will be there in the crowd. You may see me in the crowd and Vermin will be there. Well, actually you'll see me be, well, you won't see me cause I'll be behind the camera. Uh, but, uh, but Vermin will definitely be there in the crowd. So be sure to check that out. And yeah. So speaking of, uh, first of all, for anybody, uh, who is an audio listener, thank mm-hmm. you. But yeah. as with all of our shows, this show, uh, has a lot of visuals that you may want to, um, or may not, depending. Uh, you may or may not want to see. It, so it, it thank you for started. listening on your favorite audio platform. Uh, be sure to check us out on YouTube later. Yeah, you just may not. You may not want to see this one. Or you might. Speaking you might. of which, uh, one of our original fans, Casey OG Name Redacted. Fan. OG fan Casey Name Redacted. That's uh, right. In watching uh, the previous episode, uh, episode number 124, Three Apocalypse Now, No Malarkey, 
she watched our uh, conversation with uh, super newly crowned super fan Matt Hicks. Uh, really, he he's got super fan status. He is. There are many things that you can give one of us to become a super fan. Forty nine dollars is one of them. Um, forty nine. Well, he technically. Well, oh yeah, forty nine ninety nine is one of them. And then there are other things. Um, but Casey, uh, she listened to our conversation about narwhal sex, uh, right, and she is, brought. Go ahead. Which is one of the highly leading issues that we need to discuss in today's climate. It is easily. It is possibly the most. Oh, by it's, far. It's the. It's it's definitely the most important thing to talk about is the possibility of sex with narwhals. And uh, and she brought up a semantic argument, which is that uh, if one is having sex with a narwhal through the blowhole, you're on top of the narwhal and not behind. But what if it's facing up? What do you... Oh, like, like it's, it's facing its like like perpendicular to the top of the water. So if it's perpendicular, so if it's perpendicular to the top of the water, and you're underneath like this, yeah, like so the, the top of the water's here, narwhals here, blowholes here. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, all right. So it's perpendicular. It's per- okay. Gotcha. In which case, yeah, no, you're see, you're behind. See, this is where it's a semantic argument. She she's only looking at it from the one angle, like narwhal belly down right you inside you inside blowhole on top right but so the way the way that the when she and i were arguing about this uh my argument was you can be taking somebody from behind um you could be taking somebody from behind but you'd still be on top of them you could still be on top of them, but technically you're taking them from behind. This is the same, this is the same scenario. This is actually the opposite, but, but it's, it's similar circumstances, but in that you could technically be behind them, but still be on top from their perspective. So right. no matter where the whale's facing, you're on, you know, from its line, line of sight and, and reference, point of reference, you're on top of the whale, the narwhal. See now in here we we had to go into this too because you know the eyes where does it count for being on top with where the eyes are on a narwhal and the mouth which are sort of like on the side almost right so like i would think that the where where the tusk is the tooth as we learned on last week's episode that would be Mm -hmm. the top no but see but that's the thing I thought it was like a unicorn type tusk where it came out like this. It's not. It's actually a tooth that comes out from its mouth. So is it, is it a tooth that comes out from its mouth or is it like a separate tooth that freakishly grows out of a specific area? No, I believe it actually comes out of its mouth. And that's that's where everything kind of breaks down. Okay. Um, because, right. yeah, and that's the, yeah, so if you look at this. Well, you can, but if, if, if anyone looks at a narwhal picture, it's coming out straight ahead. So I think she might be right, Matt. I think she might be right on this. But then it still depends on how the narwhal is laying. For the relative to the earth 
perspective of where you are on it. But from its perspective, perspective, you're always on. No, because if I'm lying on my back and someone's behind me, I don't think they're. No, but they're still behind me. They're behind you. But if I'm laying down and someone's here, do I still consider them on top of me, or they just, or or now are they behind me? Oh wow. We're gonna get. John yeah, we're gonna have to get Mac to the bottom of it. Yeah, because we could we could literally fill two hours. We filled an hour. We filled an hour last uh, week, so let's not do that again. Um, we will get in touch with John McAfee because he probably has thought way more about this than either of us have combined. That's probably true. That's probably um, accurate. He's probably thinking about that right now. Um, but speaking of um, people uh, being behind, just giant, uh, scary. Oh wow, yeah, people <laughs> being behind and scary mammals. Um, in a recently released Harris poll, uh, Joe Biden uh, is polling at 29% out of uh, 1,859 probable voters in a scientific polling. Uh, Bernie Sanders polling at 16%, way behind, 13% behind. Uh, Warren at 13%. Booty Judge at 8%. And uh, Mayor Bloomberg at 7%, Matt. That's right. Now, if, as you can see on this graphic, if Hillary Clinton and John Kerry get into the race, Clinton polls at 21%, Biden at 20 <sighs> Sanders at 12 Warren at 9 Booty Judge and Kerry at 5 Oh, my Lord. And if you look, Bloomberg doesn't even make that list. Nope. Nope. Clinton, Clinton, what happens here? Clinton uh, scoops up all, basically all the, the, the Bloomberg support, yep. as well as the... A good bit of the Biden support. Some, um, some of the Warren. A little bit of the Warren, a little bit of Sanders. Little takes bit of, a little bit from everybody. Yeah, he kind of takes kinda, all of Bloomberg. She kind of takes all of it. And then Carrie. Carrie gets 5%. Carrie, who Carrie, lost. Carrie just kind of gets the scraps that Clinton didn't take from everybody else. Right. Which means basically that there's massive dissatisfaction with who they have to choose from right now. If Hillary right. Clinton. Who couldn't manage to beat Donald Trump is their front runner right now. Should, that is scary. Should, should she enter? Which I was actually having a conversation with somebody earlier today about this. And if she doesn't enter by Christmas, she doesn't. Yeah, I don't see her doing one of these real late January, February things. I mean, there's there's there are deadlines. She's already missed some of the deadlines for uh, entering some of the 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 some of the primaries and stuff like that. Like I, I, you know, this idea that you can dramatically come in at the last minute, you have to actually already be registered in these different caucuses and, and primaries. So I no, I don't see her doing that. No, me neither. Me neither. But, um, in other news, the entire DNC appears to prefer the sub role in their relationship with Hillary. Yeah. So guys, with anybody, because they apparently just really love being just abused by Hillary. Yeah, no, it's it's actually really frightening. Now, guys, a little bit of a challenge to you if you can actually see what this is that right. we're looking at right now. If you understand that this is a, because uh... I had no idea. I, I mean, I knew it was Hillary in a Democrat symbol, and then it just kind of broke down after that. I wasn't really sure what I was looking at. Right, and. Um... Basically, if you know what's happening in this photo, we we know a lot more about you. <laughs> Matt learned that I'm a wholesome boy. 
Because yeah, I looked at and that I, and I'm like, and I, a, I knew it was something that. sexual. I knew it was something <laughs> sexual because there was like a chain and Hillary in the, the you know, the, the, the throes of passion there. Um, but I did not. I did not know exactly what I was looking at. And then Matt right. showed me the original picture. And oh, oh. Yeah, uh, that was really fun to Google and try to find in public, by the way. <laughs> Yep. Not even not even with not even an incognito mode, just no. public search. Let it let it rip. Between that Matt and the Hicks narwhal says, searches, we definitely have people watching us now. Oh yeah, guaranteed. Matt Hicks says it's uh disturbing how much he's turned on by this. Um Same. Same. Right. Matt Hicks, yeah, by so, the way. Uh, it, so Matt Hicks obviously understands what's happening in that picture, so we already know more about Matt Hicks than we want to. <laughs> Well, here's what I know. He made my egg timer happy. He gave my egg time. He has given Eggy my egg timer, the Muddy Waters Media brand egg timer, a a a, a quality of life that I simply wasn't in a place to be able to provide. That's true. And as much as it hurts, Eggy is seeing the world. Eggy is is experiencing a life that I just am not. I'm just not in a mental space to provide. And uh, and I. I'm going to be the big man here and I'm the bigger man and I'm going to I'm going to congratulate Matt and Eggie on their budding uh egg timer chef romance uh that they've developed. So Mazel tov to both of you. Happy holidays. Um real but, quick uh for anybody who is not on float We look really good on float. God, oh, yeah. we look good. We look yeah. so good on float. Um, yeah, if you're not on float, get over on float and watch us there. Um, it is, we, we just look fantastic. Um, I can't hear us on there because I have the sound now, obviously, but no, we sound good on there as well. Yeah. You should definitely get over there and check us out on a, on the old float. On the old float app. Uh, so yeah. Although right now, unless something's wrong with my. Did float. the stream just go unavailable for you? I think float is down. I don't think it's just the stream. I think float uh, might be down. Nope, it's we're back up. We're back up. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say it went it down like... on me a second ago, so I figured that we'd. Yeah, could, yeah, and it's it's something specific to float because we're we're still on the other stuff. Right. Um. Anyway, but we still uh, on. We still look the best on that. So, um. Anyway, yeah, look, I am, uh, Matt. Um. So, uh, speaking of. Going down, I guess. Uh, the deficit spiked 12, <laughs> uh, 12% in the first two months of uh, the fiscal year, which started in October. And uh, it, it went up to it went uh, up to $342 billion for a two-month period. That is an average of 171 billion dollars being more being spent than what was brought in by the federal government in uh tax revenue and tariff revenue and all of that um it is uh absolutely insane matt yes when we uh when we asked for comment a local maga or cheered saying most fiscally responsible president ever yeah no they're really happy about i've i've oh, i've had i've had discussions with 
you know, Republicans, Trumpers, who are actually, especially the, the most hardcore Trumpers, they're under the impression that there is no more deficit, that he has, he said he would get rid of the deficit and that we are well on our way uh, to ending um, the deficit. And no matter when I tell them, no, it's actually continuing to go up and the debt is continuing to skyrocket, uh, whatever link or source I share with them, they'll go, oh, well, yeah, you can't trust them. They're fake news. It could literally right. come from, and that's why I specifically used the Congressional Budget Office, and they'll say, oh, well, that's the deep state. So, I mean, it's just pure denialism at this point. Um, and so when when I was pulling, when I was looking for the notes this week, for a lot of for a lot of stories, you know, I know I can trust you can pull from different sources and then we right. kind of make our own for this specific story. I read from, uh, I read from like the Washington times and Fox news, as well as uh, like Vox, the right. New York, uh, not the New York times. Cause I'm not paying the money to read the New York times, but um, uh, Vox and CNN and what I pulled these numbers from and everything from here was the Hill. Right. Um, because the hill is kind of that middle of the road that most people are like, yeah, you can trust them right, up until right. they say something they don't like. And then it's like, oh, you can't trust them there. But pretty much they're good. So but that's you, why you, you got it from a broad mix of both Trump friendly, Trump unfriendly and Trump right. neutral programs, as right. well as, again, the Congressional Budget Office. That's right. Like they're literally the people in charge of telling you what the deficit is. Like, that's what, that's one of the things they do. So, you know, yes, I guess that's part of the deep state, but Donald Trump keeps signing off on funding them. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, Speaking of denialism, uh, the (laughs) Washington Post, uh, after many years of investigation and uh, Freedom of of Information Act requests, they have released uh, the damning Afghanistan papers. Uh, which are sort of our generation's version of the Pentagon Papers, uh, which, you know, detailed all the lies during the Vietnam War. Uh, This is the Afghanistan Papers, uh, which show that the government has been lying to everyone about the Afghanistan War from the beginning. They've been making up uh, benchmarks that have been met. They've been making up numbers of, you know, of enemy killed. They've been making up different, you know, uh, states of progress and all of these different things. They've lied at every aspect uh, from pretty much from the beginning, I encourage you guys uh, when the show is over to look into the Afghanistan papers and just see uh, just how much they've been lying. Uh, this, of course, has come as a major surprise to literally no one who has ever been to Afghanistan or heard of Afghanistan or thinks they may have heard of Afghanistan. Yeah, so this, no this came as zero shock to literally everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... The the bottom line, because it's, I mean, it is a long, long report detailing interviews. And, and oh, and the, the, the Pentagon has begun to admit to all or most of it. So there is no, oh, this is deep state, you know, anti-MAGA, whatever. Uh, it, it, they're, they're admitting to it. This is, it, it, it's very well documented that they lied. It was actually declassified information. Um, but the federal government has basically wasted over two and a half trillion dollars, uh, as well as nearly 2,000 American lives and countless Afghan lives, most of whom have been civilians, all based on almost 20 years of lies spanning three administrations with no end in sight. Right. None. 
the the uh Af- the war in Afghanistan is the longest war the Americans have ever had. Yeah, and it's not going to end. It's- and it's not ending anytime soon. Everybody that says every every year 2020 is coming up, you're going to start hearing it. We need to pull the troops out of Afghanistan. We need to pull the troops out of the Middle East. Whether Trump gets reelected or God, one of the other nincompoops that's running <laughs> gets elected. Uh, they're all going to make the promise. Yep. None of them will follow through. None of them will follow through. No way. They are still going to be there in 2024 for a brand new uh, parade of promises on pulling the troops. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, at this point, most of the Democrats actually are not running on ending the war. Like at this point, you know, the idea of ending the war on the Democrat side is, you know, oh, you're being pro Putin or whatever. It's it's it is it is amazing to watch how much the government is invested. And this includes Trump for all of his talk about ending it. He hasn't ended it. There's as many troops there as there were when he got in. And in fact, there's actually around 15,000 more troops overall in the Middle East and Central Asia uh, than there were when uh when he came into office. Um, so yeah, so that's not going to end. Uh, at this point, I think that there will be generations. Uh, we already have people fighting in Afghanistan who weren't alive when nine 11 happened. And I think there will eventually be people, uh, who were, uh, who, who, who enter, who, who are fighting, who have, you know, like grandparents and great grandparents who fought in it. I know this is not ending. I, I don't see this ending in even the next 20 years from now. I think we're not even halfway there. I hope I'm wrong, but I think this is going to become many countries in the past have had these endless wars, these endless skirmishes that just are sort of happening over there. And this is ours. It's just never going to end um, because uh, it's a total stalemate. At this point, it's not really costing a tremendous number of American lives. And so they can just kind of, per- oh, and, and as it becomes more and more automated, that just makes it that much easier to keep it going forever and ever and throwing robots at it. It's a huge boondoggle for rent-seeking defense contractors to make endless streams of money on, on our backs. It's a huge what? Boondoggle. 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 Are you, are you writing for Biden now? It's a boondoggle. It's a malarkey boondoggle. So much malarkey going on in this boondoggle. Let me tell you about Corn Pop. Corn Pop was bad dude. Corn Pop was bad dude. He was full of Corn boondoggles. Pop dude. Corn Pop was a boondoggle. That's uh, right. Speaking of boondoggles, George Church. George Church. Who is a scientist that was funded by dec- disgraced uh, pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself, is working on a new dating app. No, it's not for what you're thinking, though. <laughs> Because that was my initial thought when I was reading these, uh, all of these articles. <laughs> my initial thought was, uh oh, that's dangerous. Yeah. But instead, it's going to be based on genetics in order to match people based on the hope of eliminating hereditary disease. Yep. The app is actually going to uh, be called Eugenics, uh, which uh, with the tagline, date right. There's something else behind that. I don't know what that says. Uh, but uh, <laughs> eugenics, they've got their spokesmodel there. Maggie Sanger. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to see how eugenics goes. Of course, uh, George Church pictured here looking like he's trying to be a pedophile to you through the screen as he stares at you. Yes. Uh, said that this was to get rid of diseases, of course. Uh, he gave an interview with Popular Mechanics, I believe it was, uh, where he talked about how uh, if you date right, all disease will end. And we've never heard that before. No, not once have we heard that from anybody ever. Not once has the person in this photo said exactly that. Not even the once. Um, so speaking of mass death, um, so there was a, uh, which isn't, you know, and so there was a. This is not something I should be laughing at. I don't know why segue. this isn't funny. Jesus Matt. Christ. This isn't funny, Matt. It's terrible. So uh, at this point, Matt, I, I, I'd say the Broward County. So Broward County, that's not where you are, correct? You're no, in Broward County. County is, no, Broward County is like my Broward County is where the Parkland shooting happened and right. the cops didn't enter the school. They all stayed back because, yes. you know, they don't like to use the word in the police force of cowardice. Cowards. But that's the that's the phrase that many of us would use for it when you don't run into a school where somebody is shooting lots of innocent children. And you're heavily armed. And you're heavily armed. Yeah. And no, it's your job to do they, that. They don't like the word cowardice, but you know, right. whatever. Uh, but Broward County, God, we're going to hit Broward County so hard today. And yeah. um, I mean, not as hard as Frank Ordona's got hit by Broward County, but right. we are going to be hitting them hard. Yeah. Uh, UPS driver Frank Ordonez pictured here. He picked up a route. He was, uh, he picked up a route uh, for a friend. Who couldn't do his and he was surprised by a couple of hijackers who had just robbed a jewelry store in Broward. Uh, news chopper news choppers caught this entire incident live and everybody, especially in the local area, was able to watch this travesty unfold. Uh, the police chased the hijackers onto the Miramar, Miramar Parkway near Miami, where the truck was forced to stop due to, well, Miami traffic. Right. And uh, so the uh, the video, which we uh, we were not able to get, but the, the, the video shows uh, police surrounding the UPS truck with their guns drawn. Uh, the police officers were using the cars that were stuck in Miami traffic, filled with civilians as human shields from the hijackers. Uh, and then the police started opening fire and as you can see here, they're in a crossfire position. You actually can't see there's more police uh, above, uh, above on the other yeah. side of the UPS truck. So they were basically crossfiring into the civilians' vehicles and, of course, into the truck that had Frank Ordonez in it. Right. Now, every gun safety course will teach you, as I learned many a year ago, well, not that many. I'm I'm young. I'm I'm basically a fetus. So, not that long ago, right. I learned that weeks ago, weeks, yeah, veritable weeks. Um, I learned that the barrel of your gun should never be pointed in the direction of a human being that you do not actually want to shoot. Right. Apparently, Broward County did not know this. Yeah. 
they were unaware of this basic fundamental gun safety tip whilst trying to do what while trying to stop these hijackers who had been stopped due to traffic they couldn't go anywhere they couldn't go anywhere and if they could go anywhere they were in a heavy easily identifiable vehicle that has gps tracking on it and is fully insured Better start shooting, everyone. The hijackers were killed in the incident, but Frank Ordonez, as well as an uninvolved person in a bystanding car, were also murdered. Yep. And I say murdered because there should have been some sort of safety protocol being used by the police to ensure that the hostages and the people in the surrounding area did not get shot. And based yeah. on that picture, based on the video, they did not follow any of those protocols. Based on no. that picture right there, none of these protocols were followed. No. If if someone stole our truck and drove into traffic and got stuck in traffic and we drove up behind them, surrounded them like this, and shot at them in this way, we'd all be in prison for murder. Right. And endangering the public and every other and gun charges, countless you know, they would trump up the charges so heavily and refer to us as, you know, terrorists and vigilantes for doing literally what the police have been trained not to do, but did. So, hands raised if you think that anyone's going to be held accountable, Matt. So, the official story is that they do not know whether it was the hijacker's bullets or the police yeah. bullets that killed yeah. Frank Ordonez or the innocent bystander that was right. in the car. Yeah. So this is this is what's going to happen. Yeah. 100% this is what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. The autopsy report will say the hijacker's bullet killed both the innocent driver in another car and Frank Ordonez, not the police. Yep. They will relieve themselves of all culpability and expect everyone to forget this incident ever happened. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly is, what's going to happen. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what's going to happen. Yeah, you. I can't write this any other like there. I couldn't write this any other way because this is a hundred percent what's going to happen. There is no way that they are going to say, "Yep, we screwed up." Yeah, yeah. It was the two hijackers who who shot everyone involved, <laughs> except Every of course themselves. Thing. Right. That was done by the heroic dozen or so police officers that were just. I mean, there, I wish we could have gotten the video in time to put it in because if, if you look at the video, I mean, it sounds like uh, like a, a, a military firing range where they're firing, you know, um, uh, where they're firing like machine guns. Like, I mean, it, it's it's hundreds of rounds going off in a short period of time. But yeah, it was definitely the two hijackers that, you know, that killed Ordonez, which would make sense that they would kill their own hostage. Um, and, uh, and also, a uh, you know, a bystander who happened to be in the line of fire of where the police were shooting. Right. Um, but yeah, no, this was, uh, they're, they're going to definitely relieve themselves of any culpability. And unfortunately, a lot of people are going to forget. Um, but you know, this was an arrogant, dangerous uh, operation. Uh, so not only, <coughs> not only are a lot of people going to forget, a lot of people are going to forgive them. A lot of people are going to forgive them. And that's actually, in my opinion, worse. Defend them. Right. They're going to say, well, you know, they were doing it to try to keep people safe. No, they weren't. They 
put no. every single person that was there yep. on that highway, yep. all of their lives were put into danger yep. because they, as you were getting ready to say, were performing an arrogant and dangerous operation on a crowded highway in order to kill the robbers and did not care about the safety of anybody else on that highway. Yep. Yep. Sorry to cut you off and steal. No, 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 it's <laughs> no. And it's, it's true. Uh, it, it's, it's just, no, it's disgusting. This entire thing so, is ridiculous. It is so frustrating and so annoying because Yes, they. Some people will always say police are there to serve and protect. And when they do something like this, where they are not serving nor protecting, right? They find every excuse to just forgive them, to let it go, and they are just let off scot free. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like nobody's going to get in trouble for this. The life of Frank Ordona does not matter yeah does not matter to the broward county police yeah 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 who and they'll one they'll never know who fired that bullet ever no no they'll be told that it was hijackers and one of those people you know one or more of those cops shot and killed frank ordonez yes yeah yeah uh but yeah we hear go ahead even 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 if even if the police's bullet didn't kill Frank Ordonez or the innocent bystander, the Broward County Police Department is why they are dead. Yep. Again, let's let ensure we are very much against theft. Very so much. we're not saying it's okay to hijack a car that you should be let off scot free. They were in an easily identifiable and easily trackable truck full of products that were all insured. So even if they got away with it, everyone would get their money back. And that's not defending theft. It is saying that the lives of the people in traffic was more important than the $3,000 in jewelry and however many hundreds or you know thousands of dollars worth of other insured merchandise Whatever was in yeah. the truck that was easy to identify and had a hostage in it. That's not how you do it. I, so and again, if either, if any of us did it, we'd be in jail right now. Right. Like I've seen the meme going around and it, it, it is the absolute perfect example from the original naked gun movie, Leslie Nielsen, 1988 ish. Um, yes. And, the bad guy whose name I don't remember, he has Priscilla Presley as a hostage. And then Leslie Nielsen goes, well, two can play this game. And he yep. takes somebody, somebody, some random as a hostage. Um, he, that is exactly what happened there. They did not care about the safety of anybody else on that highway. They didn't care about anything else. They just wanted to kill the two hijackers. Yeah. And, and, and if anyone else got killed, fine. Yeah. The, that didn't matter. That was, that was the price we pay to live in a police state. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, of course, they're going to expect us to believe whatever BS cockamamie story, cockamamie malarkey that they put out. Uh, but we here at Muddy Waters Media are not going to believe it, and we're certainly not going to forget. Um, now, UPS uh, managed to initially find a way to create even more outrage. Initially, yeah. they released a statement 
thanking the police and not even mentioning Frank Ordonez. They said, we are deeply saddened to learn that a UPS service provider was a victim of this senseless act of violence. We extend our condolences to the family and friends of our employee and the other innocent victims involved in this incident. We appreciate law enforcement service and will cooperate with the authorities as they continue the investigation. Now, believe it or not, Twitter lost their damn minds over this, as they should have. And right. the internet in general lost their garbage and their poop and their malarkey over it. They lost their malarkey, Matt. And uh, it, was, it was quite the boondoggle. It was quite, the, it was quite the kerfuffle and the boondoggle. It was a it was a regular hoot nanny over at the uh, hoot nannies are normally good things, aren't they? Well, this was a good thing because it resulted in UPS deleting that tweet and instead good. putting out one that showed some damn sense. Did not thank the police for murdering uh, uh, Frank Ordonez and actually mentioned him by name. It said last night in the Miami area, we tragically lost a valuable member of the UPS team, our driver Frank Ordonez who joined UPS in 2016. The senseless act of violence has impacted many on a personal level. Our deepest sympathies go to Frank's family, friends, and other innocent victims of this heartbreaking incident. We are providing assistance to the Odonia's family and counseling for Frank's coworkers and employees in the Miami area. Please continue to keep them in your thoughts and prayers in the days ahead. That's what they should have said first. That's what they should have said. Now, I will say, um, this isn't in the notes. I was tagged in something like, I don't know, 20 times since this happened okay um ups set up a gofundme or something for for the funeral and people were like what do you think about this what you know how dare they why don't they just pay for it you know but whatever i see nothing wrong with what ups is doing here no i see absolutely nothing wrong with what ups is doing here People think that they are a company and because he got killed while driving their truck that UPS is uh, responsible to, for the responsible for, you know, his funeral cost or whatever. What UPS is doing is now allowing the entire community right. to give this. Now, personally, I would say that the police department should probably pay for it since they're the reason he's dead. They're the, the ones responsible I'm kind for of it. against that is because that means the taxpayers are paying and we're still paying for the funeral of somebody the police murdered. Even now, if you made, even if you made the police individually pay for it, their salaries are paid by the taxpayer. Right. So for UPS to set up a GoFundMe to do to pay for a funeral, pay for uh, anything past that for the family, I don't have a pro- Like, no, I don't have a problem with that. Anybody yeah. that wants to chip in and help out with that, yeah, please absolutely. do. Please do. Um, for the funeral and for the loss of income and the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't feel that it is UPS's responsibility to pay for this person's funeral. Uh, because that, that there's no way you you wouldn't know. Yeah. I, I I mean, if they, if they had decided to do it, that would be great. I'm certainly not going to stop them. I don't think if they choose to, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, I don't think they're, you know, obviously unless they're, you know, contractually obligated, obligated to do so, they don't have to, it would have been nice, a nice gesture. I think again, like you said, I think they're not, it's not UPS's fault that this happened. They didn't call the police and say, damn it, kill everyone involved. This was the police not following their own protocol once again. And acting like, you know, this is an episode of Police Academy uh, where no one innocent ever dies. 
and you know just shooting up every shooting up the club and then you know wondering what happened um at this point i think broward county should just get rid of their police department we'll actually hit on broward county a little bit more later in this episode yeah no, uh, this is so- a this is a very heavy we're not just you know you you know if people are asking if we're going to talk about impeachment we are going to talk about impeaching broward county sheriff's department right um three uh, kiss my bass, bath, our good friend bass over on YouTube. Uh, he had a comment. Did you guys hear about the shooting in Jersey today? Three civilians dead, one cop and two crime boys. Um, I haven't heard about that. Uh, I read, I read a little bit about it, like literally like two sentences about it right before we started this show, but I didn't have time to research it to talk about it. Um, one of my one of the good friends of the show, uh, Yehuda Reamer, uh, said that he was going to be talking about it in an upcoming thing that he's doing. I'm not really sure what it is, but okay. uh, as soon as I learn more, as soon as we learn more about it, we will definitely probably post a meme about it. We will probably talk several memes about it. Yes, Maybe I'm not going to promise that it's going to be on a show, but we're yeah, I can't promise proud. it'll be on the show, but we will definitely meme it. But it, really hard. it will be on the meme. Yeah. Um, As are all important stories. Um, right. But uh, so we welcome back, by the way. Uh, we haven't had it for a couple couple weeks. I know. But, we, we have missed him. But we are can ha- are, are happily would be happy to announce the, the return after two or three weeks of the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor, call-in moment. Yeah, uh, right. And we have three of them count them three three so let's go ahead without further ado and get started with that right now personal injury attorney chris reynolds here with your aoc millennial minute with uh good old kamala harris out um we've had a couple of people drop out now um we've also had replacement with Bloomberg, I guess, but, um, as, as I guess the field thins, um, and we're getting newer polls and we're getting closer to the Iowa caucuses. Um, I'd love to hear the thoughts of the guys on, uh, kind of where we're at and where they think we're headed, um, in terms of at least the democratic party. I know, um, for the past few months, um, you guys have been consistently saying that you, you, you think Biden was going to get it. That was before Biden kind of ran amok of a few things. But um, I wanted to know, you know, has your opinion changed on this? What do you think the uh, Democratic ticket will look like? Thanks. Well, first of all, I'm just happy to have Chris asking us questions again. I know. I've missed Chris. I'm I'm I'm, glad that he's feeling better. I got to see him this past weekend. That's awesome. You're Uh, wearing the Chris Reynolds shirt there. I I am wearing my Chris Reynolds law shirt uh, for anybody in Florida. Chris Reynolds law. Um, Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds. And I That's don't right. have my newly laminated Chris Reynolds uh, head. I need to find that. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, Chris. Chris looked great. Uh, you know, I'm going to let you better. start talking he, first, and I'm going to find Chris. Okay. Okay. Um, he looked great. It was sure at an event that we went to. Uh, it was at a uh, fundraiser that we went to, a gala, if you will, uh, for uh, clothing children, uh, and it was. Great event put on by the fine folks at Low Tide Cava Bar in Gulfport, Florida. Uh, my date to the event was definitely the best looking one there because, of course. Um, and uh, the event was great. So I got to hang out with Chris Reynolds. 
and I believe that I heard, I'm not hundred percent sure on the final tally, but they raised something like five grand in order to, uh, in order to, uh, help the organization, uh, clothing clothes for children or something like that. I don't remember the name of the organization exactly, but, uh, great organization. Good job by the people at low tide Cava bar in Gulfport, Florida for, uh, doing that event they uh deserve all the kudos that are possible and it also gave me a chance to get all dressed up and look nice as opposed to my t-shirt flannel that i normally wear it sure is Uh, matt that's right um now as far as chris's question as far as chris's question i love that you weren't there for any of that um as far as chris chris's question uh so far right now Yes, I still see it as Biden is winning. As I mean, earlier earlier in the show, we talked about the uh, Harvard-Harris poll that has Biden at 29% unless Hillary Clinton enters the race. Then uh, he's pulling at 20 with Hillary at 21. Um, so right now I am still saying Biden is the man to beat yes. in the Democratic primary. I will say, I will say that Buttigieg, who's only polling at eight right there, he's doing incredibly well in Ohio, in uh, Iowa. Yeah, I keep wanting to call that Ohio, in mm. Iowa. Um, it's just another state. I don't care. About. Um, but he's doing incredibly well in Iowa. If he wins Iowa and can, so he's going to win Iowa. Elizabeth Warren is going to win New Hampshire. Like he could win Iowa. Elizabeth Warren is going to win New Hampshire. Biden is going to win South Carolina. Right. That, and then I mean, Bernie that, might Bernie might win Nevada. I think, right. Um, Bernie <laughs> could win Nevada. And then this is going to be a very long and drawn out race. Yeah. I think yeah. that this entire race is going to. <laughs> I like that you didn't even cut out the laminate. You not just yet, have it. Not yet. Not yet. You just have it laminated. No, I'm going to get it cut out. I'm going to cut it out, but I want to do it right. Right. Um, This is going to be a very long and drawn out race. There will not be a clear winner until possibly April, May. This could be like Obama, uh, Clinton, 2008. Or it could be like Clinton, Bernie in 2016. This is not going to be somebody wins big on Super Tuesday and everybody drops out. This is going to be a very long race. Yeah. Um, Or similar to – go ahead. Sorry. I do think that Biden still pulls it out in the end because that is who the DNC wants. If anybody – and I'm – if anybody is going to upset him, I think it's going to be booty judge. But I think Booty Judge is really running for the VP spot or at least a cabinet position. But if he happens to, to keep doing well in polls, he will eventually take it as I'm running for president and I'm not running for a backup position. Yeah, I mean, if he does well enough in Iowa, it could potentially pro- propel him. I mean, here's the thing. You've got uh, Warren and... Um, Bernie, Warren and Sanders are both from states that neighbor New Hampshire. They're both very popular in New England. Right. You could have a situation where the they split that, you know, New England socialist vote and you know, if if if, you know, if Pete has had some really good press after winning Iowa, he could end up winning there. 
Right. He's not going to win South Carolina because he is he is he is almost as unpopular with black people as Trump is. Um or because Kamala of his Harris. or Kamala Harris. Uh or Kamala. Is it Kamala or Kamala? Uh, I thought it was Kam- Kamala. Doesn't matter now. Uh mm-hmm. but uh uh it's, a, it's as Senator Senator Harris. Um, definitely not president. Definitely not president Harris. Um you know, it's it's really hard to tell. I, I still say it's Biden. I think that people need to listen to us on this show. Because <laughs> we've been saying from day one, it doesn't matter what Biden does. No. People are going to show up and go, oh, Joe Biden. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Barack Obama's vice president. Boop. They're not paying attention to this stuff. Not like we are anyway. They might hear little bits and whatever, but unless they hear that he, you know, called some of the N-word or, you know, you know. Uh, Which really, you know, we are like only one gaff away from that. We are. And I, it would I, be like a Papa John's type. Well, you know, you you know, things have changed. You can't, you can't say that no more. And then, you know. Right, say you can't call it. somebody that no more. Yeah. And, and, you know, Corn Pop, I would have never, I've respected Corn Pop way too much to call him a, mm, and uh, it would be like that. It wouldn't be like, you know, oh, I hate. Mm. It would be like, I love. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that's exactly what it would be. Like. Like literally how it would be. Um, Bass, uh, Bass just asked, do you think this drawn out to my Democratic primary favors Trump's reelection chances? Yeah. Bass is not from America. I just learned. Why, why did you just learn that? Because he spells favors with a U. Oh, goodness. He's either Canadian or English. He might be um, one of those Australians. Possibly Australians. That we hear so much about. Because Australia doesn't the actually media. exist. With their uh, Yes. Yes. Uh, the drawn-out Democratic primary does favor Trump's re-election chances because they are going to start going so dirty against each other that Trump will just be able to use all of it for the just rest in the time. time for Trump to get acquitted in the impeachment. Well, let me, I'm getting ahead, getting ahead of myself, but yes, yeah, let's, we'll get to that. Yeah. It's definitely going to help. So, uh, yeah, we still, I, I, I'm still seeing Biden with the possibility of, of booty judge. Um, but that's, that's what I would say. Um, here's the next TV one. time. Well, so, um, up. nope. No, we're not doing TV time. Oh yeah, no, personal time. injury attorney Chris Reynolds here with TV time. So, um, as eagerly anticipated by everyone at Muddied Waters Media, um, it's that time of year again where we do our top ten lists of the important things. Um, and of course, we're going to start off with with TV. Um, <laughs> of course. And so, I wanted to, you know, get the opinion of the guys other than. Succession, obviously, um, and probably Fleabag and Schitt's Creek. Um, what would what other TV shows um, or movies you can throw in there if you want would be in your top ten best of the year? Thanks. God. I don't watch TV. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I mean, God, that's a that's a question for me. I really wish I had listened to these earlier. We tried to put something together. The top ten, because he's right. Secession, I think, is the best TV show on TV right now. Uh, that show is so freaking good. Um, 
I saw The Shape so, of Water. My wife made me watch that, and it was all right. That was that one best picture like two years ago. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to so, be much uh, on this. I would have said Game of Thrones, but that was terrible. That was awful. Um, so the the series finale, the, the final season of uh, Silicon Valley was just amazingly good just amazingly good like shockingly good uh there was a show on showtime called on becoming a god of central florida or i believe that's what it was called on becoming a god of central florida uh that show was addictively good uh that show was amazing it was funny it was weird it was uh out there uh highly recommend that one um, I mean, like Stranger Things and all those, they, they're all fantastic shows, but they're not like award-worthy kind of stuff. Right. We're talking about for like special effects. Um, God, in movies, I haven't been to, I haven't been to keeping up with the movies. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was excellent that movie was great i just watched that the other day that movie was so freaking good and uh i think that between that and the irishman and oh god what's the name of that movie the movie with um adam driver and scarlett johansson about it's on netflix right now i can't remember the name of that it's called like marriage story or something that movie those three movies are going to get nominated for best picture at the oscars uh, it's going to be tough to say which one will win. Probably the Irishman is going to win, uh, which is going to be a huge win for Netflix. But I am rooting for, I am rooting for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, because Quentin Tarantino deserves it at this point because he has not made a bad movie. Uh, as far as as far as TV shows go, man, Ed, send send us your favorite TV shows that you're watching from this year, uh, and I will I will watch them. Anytime somebody's like, "Hey, watch this," I typically do, uh, unless it's just something like I don't care about, like fantasy. Um, and see, when people tell me I should watch something, I reflexively don't, and I don't know why. It's like a really so people had been telling me since 05 when it started that I would like The Office. And I'm like, I will never watch The Office. And I didn't see The Office until 2017. And I watched it. And when I watched all of it. And when I was done watching it, I said, what the hell did I do? And immediately someone said, you know what? Well, if you like that, then you would definitely like, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, and I saw Parks and Rec after that, and I was like, yeah, that was pretty good, too. Jacob LaBelle, yes, The Mandalorian. That show is so good. I don't I'll know never if watch it's going it. to win. I'll never watch like... it. I'll never watch it. That's fine. I don't know if that show is going to win uh, any awards or anything, but God, that show is good. That show is so fun. Yeah. It is so fun, and Baby Yoda is amazing. Never watch it. And in before anybody's like, it's not Baby Yoda, it's... Uh, baby whatever creature yoda is that they've never named anywhere in any of the books or the series yeah we get it Calm oh is it not yoda 
No, it's no, it's not Yoda. He's just one of Yoda's species, but oh. they never name that species anywhere in any of the books and any of the movies. You never hear what that species is, so we call it Baby Yoda or not. In the in the in the movie or in the show, it's just called the Child. Well, I'm still never going to see it. This is a perfect example. I keep hearing how great it is. Never. You know what? You should not watch that show. Let's go with the next question. (laughs) Personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds with your impeachment interlude. We had the House uh, come up with its impeachment um, um, findings recently and it, it got me thinking about a couple of things one was um i've been alive for two impeachments and and many people have been um alive for three and it seems like maybe the frequency is increasing and um you know is that you know is there a reason behind that do you guys think uh, technology modernization of some sort globalization or or is it just random chance that this is increased and then also um you know how it might be affecting the presidency. I mean, he's at the NATO summit right now. Um, and that's where the president has most of his power and he's answering questions about impeachment. So I'd love your thoughts about NATO as well. And, uh, the impeachment. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. In fact, I mean, Matt, do you want to just go directly into our, our impeachment segment? Cause that's next and kind of answers our thoughts on this as well. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, so, Basically, speaking of impeachment, hey. uh, Donald Trump. Thanks for the segue, Chris. Yeah, also, thanks for the segue, quick, Chris. I love that I know that Chris Reynolds, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, is uh, asking these questions while he's driving because you can hear his blinker. And, and you can hear when he gets distracted for a second because he's like letting someone in or, you know, yeah. making sure he's got to get the right turn. Um, but yeah, speaking of impeachment, Donald Trump. Going to face impeachment. We've been waiting for this to literally happen since shortly after he was elected. We knew this was going to happen because they said they were going to do it. Yes. And here we are at long last, Matt. We are. Yes, we are. We are finally here with uh, there on the left, Jerry Nadler, um, who is kind of spearheading it at this point adam schiff was the one who built the spear and now jerry nadler is the one throwing it um that's a combo for spear chucking huh uh he is going to be brought up on two charges focusing on abuse of power and obstruction of congress which kim ruff's vice presidential candidate john phillips stated today obstruction of congress is should not be an impeachable offense it should be what we are all striving for and we should yes, all, yeah john yes. phillips is right Correct. Out of all of the VP candidates running today, he is my number one favorite. Yep. Um, now, Jerry Nadler famously said back during the Clinton impeachment, they must never be a narrowly voted there. I, I must have mistyped that. There must never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment substantially supported by one of our major political parties and largely opposed by the other. Such an impeachment would lack legitimacy, would provide divisiveness and bitterness in our politics for years to come. Now, I believe he is correct. I believe that that impeachment for William Jefferson Clinton Mm -hmm. 
has caused it where everybody has impeachment on the brain. Right. When you're looking at the possibility of Nixon getting impeached, which he never did, if you were looking at that possibility, many people on both sides were going to vote for it. If you go back to Andrew Johnson, many people on both sides voted for it. Both of both times that somebody got impeached, the Senate acquitted. This impeachment, I believe, is a direct result of the impeachment of Bill Clinton back in the 90s. They had, for eight years, they looked for something on George Bush. Right. For eight years. And on George Bush, they had so many more reasons than what they are doing to Trump today. And I'm not defending Trump. Don't get me wrong. No. Nope. I am not defending Trump. Don't nope. like the guy. Don't want to, Don't really care if he's in office. Don't care if he gets removed from office. Don't care if he gets removed. But what? <laughs> I love this. Uh, um, but yes, for George Bush, they had so many good reasons to impeach, but they never right. did. Because as Bass just wrote on YouTube, the only thing a president won't get impeached for is a war crime. Yes, and correct. Yes, Yes, that is accurate. Yep. But what they had was legitimate for impeachment, but they mm -hmm. wouldn't do it because they knew that every president from then on out would then face impeachment for the exact same thing. And they'd be culpable as well. And they, yeah. And every single person in Congress would be culpable as well. Trump is being impeached as a direct result of Bill Clinton being impeached. They don't care that it's one-sided. They don't care that the... Re I doubt a single Republican votes for this in the House. No, and in fact, you're going to have a couple of... of you're going to have possibly... Oh, what's his name from West Virginia? Cross the aisle uh, in the Senate to vote to acquit. Um, mm -hmm. I can see his face right now. And uh, last name with an uh, begins with an M. Uh, the senator senator from West Virginia. West. I think that uh, I think that you're going to get a lot of people voting to not impeach in the House. People from Manchin. who? Senator Manchin, Manchin is definitely going to cross uh, the aisle to vote to uh, acquit Trump, even though he's a Democrat. Right, and you're going to have a lot of Democrats that are not going to vote for impeachment in the House because they yeah. are in swing states that and in districts that heavily heavily poll for trump yeah so not only are you I going i think they have the votes to do it but you're oh, going to yeah. see a lot of dems not vote for it and yeah. no republicans vote for it you're gonna have not only is donald trump going to get acquitted but the bipartisanship is going to be in the house of mo almost entirely republicans with a few democrats voting mm -hmm. not to impeach and then in the senate all of the republicans and probably one and possibly even two if Kristen Cinema or Cinema Cinema uh, if she crosses over you're going to have bipartisan support in the house to not impeach him and bipartisan support to acquit him again it's going to be overwhelmingly republican but it's only going to be democrats voting to impeach and then to remove and 
if anyone thinks... Oh, and then Lindsey Graham said, once this is all over, we're going to start looking into Burisma, which was uh, Hunter Biden's, the, the company in the Ukraine that Hunter Biden was with. Right. So, and anybody who hasn't seen the Joe Biden video where he brags about doing about shutting the exact down yeah. thing yeah. that Trump is being impeached for, think about what happens if Biden wins. Yeah. This is so in the same way that this was in retrospect a slow-moving nightmare scenario for Democrats to have Donald Trump win the election in 2016, we're watching all that happen even more again for for next year. Like it's increasingly looking like this is happening not this could happen or this is probably going to happen once the impeachment is over and if joe biden gets the nomination this is happening i could see buddha judge beating trump more so than biden because mm-hmm. the, the bases of support that don't like him namely uh, black people and people of color they're going to line up to vote for him over Trump, more than likely. They're not going to be happy about it, but they're going to do it because he's not Trump, and the Democrat so machine actually, is going to tell. <laughs> there the have been numerous come, polls. That, yeah. There have been numerous polls where African-American voters are like 33% supporting Trump, which that's huge for a GOP. Yeah, I. we shall see. Yeah, I was gonna say that one we're gonna have to wait on because yeah, as we as we know from 2016 and many others, you can't trust the polls. But yeah. that is huge if that's true. Oh, if that happened, then the Democrats are gonna have a hard time winning another statewide election uh, ever again, much less a, a national one. They they rely on you know heavy turnout among uh, particularly black people and for them to get at least like 85 percent support. So if if they got somewhere in the 60s. Uh, it, it's going to be hard for them to win outside of New York, Hawaii, the Washington State, D.C., Oregon, maybe, and like California. They're going to lose like you know, maybe New Mexico. They're going to lose like everywhere else and, and never win a national election. So I, I don't see that happening. What I could see happening if Buttigieg got it is a lot of especially older and more socially conservative black people not showing up because he's gay. And they may not say it, and they may even in a poll go, oh, yeah, I'm going to vote for that Buttigieg boy, and then they don't. And then not. They just don't show up, and their kids don't show up because, you know, of how he has acted on racial issues as the mayor of, of uh, was it, South Bend. South so, but I still see him potentially doing better against Trump. Um, oh, and, and liberals hate him because he's about as moderate as it gets, not just in this cycle, but he's moderate by even like 2004 standards. He would have been considered a moderate running against Bush in 04, uh, right. uh, much less in today's cycle where, you know, it's like socialism or bust for the Democrats. So it's very, very interesting uh, how that's going to play out. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's definitely what's going to happen. Uh I, I just see now. Uh, uh, so Ken Starr back in the news, Matt. Yeah, Ken Starr. I mean, he's been a uh, Fox News contributor reporter for a while now. Okay. Um, he. This, this is his prime time for being a Fox News contributor. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's about impeachment. It's about impeachment, and he successfully impeached the president. Um, But he has come out bragging that his impeachment was better than this one for a multitude of reasons. The biggest one being his was for did 
Bill Clinton lie under oath about having sex with Monica Lewinsky. That was it. Yeah. That was it. And yes, he did. Yeah. Should he have been impeached for it? No. But he did lie under oath about having sex with Monica Lewinsky. He did that. These charges, abuse of power, obstruction of Congress, are so broad that it is hard to pinpoint, yes, he did this. No, he didn't. Yeah. Ken Starr kept to the KISS model. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. He said very simply, did he did he lie? Did he not lie? Yes, he lied. This one, this one, Jerry Nadler, uh, Adam Schiff, everybody, uh, abuse of power, obstruction of justice. Did he abuse right. power? Now, the Democrats are going to go, well, the Democrats are all going to vote yes. If they vote to impeach him, every Democratic president from here on out is going to face an impeachment. Oh, yeah. If, if there's a Republican Congress. Yeah. Well, you're going to have this thing where no, someone, no matter who wins, if the other side is able to get Congress, they're immediately going to find whatever pretext they can to impeach. And I'm actually not against that. Uh, no. well, let me rephrase that. Part of the problem is, and I had a, a really good friend ask me, you know, my thoughts about the, the IG, the Inter- uh, Inspector General report that just came out. And I said, honestly, I don't follow it. This stuff's all palace intrigue to me. I, I already know what's going to happen. The House is going to vote to impeach. The Senate is going to vote to acquit. And that's what it is. And, and he said, well, you know, do you think this is, uh, you know, the deep state or something like that? And I said, Here, here's the thing. This is all theater. The uh, Democrats right now are playing the opposition and the Republicans are playing the the leadership. And, and, and they're constantly in these battles, constantly in these battles of, you know, I'm I, I, I'm the you know, you know, we're, we're, we're against we're dead set against each other. They're the absolute evil and we're the absolute good. And yet they then turn around. And today's a perfect day. So today uh, or maybe it was yesterday. Uh, it was either today or yesterday. Nancy Pelosi came out and announced uh, the impeachment hearings were going to start. An hour later, she announced that she was going to bring up Donald Trump's, that she supported Donald Trump's, uh, 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 whatever the trade deal is called with the, the, the Mexico and Canada, and that she was going to bring it up for a vote and encourage everyone to support it. An hour later. This idea that they're fighting against each other is all theater. They have no problem coming together when it comes to renewing the Patriot Act or con- perpetually increasing spending, eliminating the debt ceiling. There is no more debt ceiling anymore. Um, and more debt, more war, more caging people, more laws, more control, more, you know, terrible, insert terrible thing X here. Um, but then they pretend, oh, we hate each other. We absolutely hate each other. Um, so that's, you know, a perfect example of that. I would like to see Congress and the president actually be fighting each other on everything and not being able to get anything accomplished. That would be great. Not this theater of, oh, we're going to get rid of you, but also we're going to send you, send you a bunch of rubber stamp stuff on growing the government that you immediately sign off on so we can go back to pretending we're fighting each other. But that's me. But that's me. Oh, two items. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to cover on impeachment, Matt? Uh, real quick on the Jerry Nadler uh, quote from where he said, "Yeah, that uh, 
he's apparently forgotten about that quote and mm. oddly enough was reminded by cnn's host dana bash oh wow <laughs> about the quote and uh she said hey back in 1998 you said uh right there must never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment substantially supported by one of our major political parties and largely opposed by the other. Such an impeachment would lack legitimacy, uh, would prove produce divisiveness and bitterness in, par- in our politics for years to come. He dodged that question and attacked Trump instead, uh, yeah. saying, no, Trump did this, blah, blah, blah. Um, because this is now his time to say the opposite of that. Because right. now he's the one wanting to impeach. And the Republicans are the ones saying that this time when, of course, they were the ones saying the opposite last time. So it's just, again, it's pa- if, once you can pick up patterns, this is all just theater. Um, so some a couple of stories that were not in the notes but that I added so Matt doesn't know about this. Um, one of my friends uh, and a hero to mankind, Rod Weber... Um, you know Rod Epstein yeah. didn't kill himself, Weber. Yeah, I sure did, and I'm going to see him in Nashville uh, this weekend at the December gathering, gathering with Vermin Supreme, Saturday the 14th, six to eight Central, at the Margarita Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. Beautiful Margarita. Nashville, Tennessee. So, just in case, I hope you enjoy the your Margaritaville salmon. Hotel. I believe is on Second in downtown. Oh, well, it's a shame you won't be there. But uh, anyway, because you were invited. Um, I was invited, yeah. You were no, invited. You've been invited a couple times. Uh, but yeah, Rod Weber. Uh, there was uh, a... Uh, a, a no, if a, more people would donate to this show, I'd be able to go. Start a GoFundMe for Matt to come to, to Nashville this Saturday um, to be able to cover it. Um, but so at the uh, Art Basel uh, 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 Art Gallery in uh, Miami, in Florida... Uh, there's a piece of art, or was a piece of art, that was a banana taped to a white wall. The banana wall. The banana wall, which sold for $120,000, but also it's a banana taped to a wall, so what exactly are you buying? Because you can't have the wall. So there it stood, and uh, until a performance artist came and ate it, which was apparently okay, but what was not okay was uh, a couple days ago, Rod, I think actually, was it yesterday? No, I think it was, David, it was maybe it was two Sunday. Yeah, it was two days ago. Rod showed up and wrote, Epstein didn't kill himself in red revolution colored lipstick. Um, I know because I asked what the color was and he told me. Um, he uh, did intentionally misspell Epstein. And um, he, uh, he wrote that. There's Rod there in the hat, crouched down at the bottom. With someone very concerned behind him, he was charged with multiple charges. Uh, is uh, now out on bail for the crime of putting lipstick that is easily washing, easily easy to wash off of a wall that routinely has art nailed to it, and they can easily wash it off. So he's being charged for that, and. Uh, because it was okay to rip the banana off the wall and eat it. It was not okay to put lipstick on the wall. Right. So there's a, a hero there. Uh, in some sad news, a rapper that I don't never had not heard of, but his name was Juice World, and he was a, a big rapper with the kids right now. Uh, he was on an airplane uh, and uh, had some uh, uh, marijuana and some Percocets, I believe. 
and the pilot couldn't mind his own business, and so he called the police. They came to do a sting operation and arrest him. Uh, in a panic, uh, he ate the uh, uh, Percocet and uh, suffered a seizure and died. Um, so yet another victim of the uh, of the drug war because a bunch of boomers are scared of substances that get you intoxicated and can potentially hurt you, but also aren't alcohol. So those two pieces of news. Way to spin that into a story I would have been okay talking about because when I first read it, I was like, nobody knows who this, like, I don't know who this guy is. Like, I feel bad for his family and everything, but meh. But who is he? Right, 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 right. Right. It's not a story that I'm going to do, like, that I'm going to put down. And then you were able to spin it. Nice job. Drug war strikes again. You know, and yeah. it, and it's terrible. Like, I don't I don't know who he is, but that doesn't mean he wasn't a valid human life that didn't deserve to die. He didn't wasn't hurting True. anyone. He was literally... True. And people were going, oh, but, you know, he had all these drugs and he was probably going to die at some point anyway. Okay, even yeah, if that's true. Yeah, but it wasn't true, at that minute, and you don't know that he was. You don't know that he was. There are a ton of people that some people know who have smoked a lot of weed and done a lot of pills, I'm sure, uh, who are still alive. And, uh, you know, possibly. You might even be looking at him. And so, you know, the... He's in uh, South Carolina, and South Carolina... Uh, well, I'm talking about Matt, of course. Right. Yeah. No, he's obviously talking about me, not the guy that's in South Carolina who. Yeah. No, not me. God. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he did that and, and it's his body, but also he wasn't looking to die that day. So it is sad. And, uh, speaking of the police victimizing people, Matt, uh, something sure. else it turns out. <laughs> I mean, do you have a better segue? No, I mean, no, not 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 for not for that. I kind of had stuff planned for the original order, but not for that one. I was oh, like, got nothing. I'm just blowing it up. I'm just blowing everything up. Yep. Hey, Matt, is there anything you want to talk about? Hey, let's talk more about Broward County. Um, nice. Okay. Yeah. Broward County uh, is the first county. To con to convict somebody on a red flag law. Oh goody! So not only did Broward County murder an innocent hostage and an innocent bystander uh, this week, but they are the first county to convict somebody for a red flag law. Jaron Smith, thirty three years old. I was like, man, that was a really quick photo of him. Yeah, that uh, was not Jaron Smith. This is Jaron Smith pictured with, I believe, his attorney. I believe so, yes. Yeah. Uh, was accused in March of 2018 for failing to allow law enforcement officials to confiscate his weapons under the newly enacted Florida red flag law. Yep. Yep. The red this flag... Is, oh, this is, yeah, this is so upsetting. Yeah, it, it, so... And just remember, while we're talking about this, Republicans and Democrats support Both. this, That's including right. your beloved Donald Trump. Yes. And your beloved Dan Crenshaw and your beloved Ted Cruz, probably, but he's on the, you know, he, it depends on who he's talking to. And it apparently even possibly Rand Paul. Um. A red flag law states that police agencies are required to establish that a person is at high risk 
of using a firearm to commit a crime. How is this done? (laughs) Tell us, Matt. So basically, let's let's just assume. Right. Let's just assume. Actually, I can I all right. So earlier today, I was having a conversation with somebody, uh, and we were talking about this particular instance, and he said, you know, me and somebody else have talked about how w- would be the best place to blow up low tide. He would come in from the back with a grenade. I would come in from the front with a grenade and we would just kill everybody inside. Okay. Um, we were talking some video game. I don't know. Um, I don't play video games. I'm not sure. Call of duty. Probably. Okay. Uh, we're, we're talking proper call of duty tactics, but not actually talking about it. Right. Now, I could take that and call in a red flag law and call for a risk protection order on either of the two people involved in this. Right. And the police would then take it to a judge and the judge would have to say, yeah, that's, it's a possibility that they, um, that they mean that. And they would be mandated to turn in their weapons without a warrant or without any due process of them being able to, to, fight that that order now in the case of jaron smith 33 he was accused of shooting at a car driven by a friend he was having an argument with over a cell phone over a borrowed cell phone okay not a person was hurt in the incident granted shooting at a car is a crime correct and a a crime for a reason this is a legit victim this has a crime like this has a victim it's an actual crime Right. That, right. that is a legitimate crime that right. was committed. Right. The police jumped at the chance to obtain a risk protection order. They went to a judge. They went to a judge to receive it. Now, under this law, which Jaron Smith didn't know, you don't have a right to, be, to an attorney being present, uh, nor do you have a right not to allow police entry into the home without a warrant. Right. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. Under this law, you do not have a right to an attorney being present and you do not have a right to not allow police into your home without a warrant. Like what the Fourth Amendment says you do have a right to. Right. Now, the risk protection orders are civil actions against people. That is how they're getting around it. They are civil actions against people. But defying one is a criminal act. They are civil actions, which makes them not a violation of the Fourth Amendment. But if you violate it, it's a criminal act. Right. Not a, it's not a criminal action because that would violate the Fourth Amendment. It's a civil one. But don't violate it because that's a criminal charge if you do that's that. That's a criminal charge if you do. This civil right. act. We are only talking Florida's law here. I don't know how other states' laws are written up. I didn't look into all of them. I only looked into this one because right. this story is the one that hit this week. I venture to guess that they're all similar. Yeah, I'm going to guess that many of them are uh, very similar. Right Now, police convinced a judge that removing weapons from the dependent defendant is warranted. If the judge does make this determination, the defendant has no choice but to surrender the weapons or place them in the care of an independent person who can possess the weapons legally with the understanding that they cannot give them back to the defendant. 
So without if a I warrant. Were to call, if I were to call on one of the two people that were involved in that conversation today and said, these two people were thinking about blowing up low tide, you may want to take their weapons from them. They have no choice but to surrender the weapons or give the weapons to somebody who can legally possess them. And to be clear, these people weren't seriously talking about doing it. They were talking about applying, you know, Call of Duty tactics to something and joking around. It was not like they're seriously going to do this. And for that matter, you could just call the police and lie about someone. Right. You just make something up. This person just said they're going to blow up the country. They could say which, anything. Which, if you read this story, Jaron Smith was accused of shooting a car at a car driven by a friend he was having an argument with over a stolen cell phone. He wasn't charged. He wasn't convicted. He, he was, was accused. accused. He was accused. He was accused of this. And so the deputies told Smith, uh, Jaron, that he was required to uh, surrender his weapons and his attorney could challenge the order at a later hearing. Jaron refused to comply because he thought the Constitution was a thing. So he said, no, I want my attorney present and I want you to come back with a warrant. So instead they arrested him for thinking he had the Fourth Amendment right to not be searched or seized without a warrant. Right. During the trial, Jaron admitted that he had a concealed carry permit. The prosecutor, we could call her Kamala Harris. The prosecutor, uh, Kamala Harris, will say, probably not her, but Someone just, just like to get her. an idea of what kind of awful person would do something like this. Right. Uh, Kamala Harris uh, convinced the jury that because he had a concealed weapons per- permit, he understood every right of every gun law. And while he did understand every right of every gun law, he did not understand the intricacies of every gun law. Because no one does. Including a lot of these these uh, lawmakers that sign that that vote for these laws because the public opinion polls say to, I guarantee you there are at least more than a couple of lawmakers who sign this thing, having no clue that it would be used in this way. It took the jury under an hour, and he is now he has been convicted of telling police come back with a warrant. That's literally what he's been convicted of. Right. He didn't. He didn't. He's not being accused, uh, uh, charged, or, or, or convicted of any violent crime. He's being convicted and faces up to five years for not wanting to give his guns over without a warrant and mistakenly believing that he had the constitutionally protected right to say that. I'm going to look up to see uh, if his sentencing started today. I want you to think of what you were doing five years ago from today. Because we talk about, you know, five years in jail, and unless you've actually done time in jail, it's like an abstraction. We're talking about, you know, like what... Imagine five years ago. Just picture what you were doing five years ago. And picture all the things you have done between that time and now. Now imagine if you spent all of that time locked in a cage that you could not leave. For trying to stand up for the rights the Constitution is supposed to give you. For literally saying, 
I'm not going to let you take my gun, come back with a warrant, because that's what the Constitution says. And now for all of that time, from five years ago till today, you now today, all of those things that have happened in those five years, you've been almost completely, you're coming out to a world that looks entirely, that looks five years different from when you went in, missed out on all that time with your loved ones, family, you're now branded with a, with a, with a, a gun crime, a gun charge, good luck getting a good job. Because when the police came to your house and said, we're going to take your gun, you said, well, actually, I think that you need a warrant to do this. I'm not going to let you come in. That's what Jaron is being charged for. He has not been convicted of shooting at anyone. He has not been charged with shooting at anyone. And he may be. And he may end up being convicted. He may have done it. Right. He may have done it. In which case, yes. That is a crime that he should be charged and convicted with. That is a crime he should be charged and convicted with. What he did, what this is about, is not a crime he should be charged with nor convicted of. He not only did nothing wrong, this is precisely what the founders were protecting from or thought they were protecting from when they did this in the first place. Now, this, friends, brings up two points. Number one, Lysander Spooner said that the Constitution is a sheet of paper that says you have rights and does nothing to functionally protect them. And that whether it be something that has authorized government to treat you the way it treats you and treat Jaron the way it treated him, or whether it's simply powerless to do anything about it, it is simply unfit to exist as a document that we are governed by. Right. Secondly, uh, a jury took under an hour to decide this. And there's a good chance that the reason is because often you've got a prosecutor and a judge giving incredibly strict instructions to juries, saying, if you believe that this happened, you have to vote to convict. If you believe that he said this, you have to vote to convict. What they won't actually tell you, and what in many cases defense attorneys are not allowed to tell you, is that if you don't think that the crime that this person is being accused of is an actual crime or should be a crime, or if for whatever reason you don't want to vote to convict. You don't have to vote to convict. You don't have to vote to convict. And as we've said it on the show multiple times, numerous times, I talk about it any chance that I can. The greatest form of activism any of us have is jury duty. Correct. I know that we all try to get out of it. I don't. I try to get in it. Like I'm like, I show up at the court. I am dressed up like I am ready. Because I want to get on a jury just in case I get a case like this. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be awful when I get a case where it's like, oh, man, this guy's so guilty, but I'm going to be stuck here for two and a half weeks. Well, they parade out every character witness that they can, but this dude definitely just murdered 14 people or something. But um, in which case, it's actually going to be kind of awesome, too. But Well, and that's the thing. You know, if you you get that kind of a case where someone murdered, raped, you know, kidnapped, and, and it's obvious they did it. Again, we're not in favor of, of, of the government being in charge of doing this stuff, but they've assumed the authority of doing these things. And, and if, we uh, if it to them. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not going to have a problem with saying, yeah, if this person committed murder and there's serious compelling evidence that they did it. Although, although now we're seeing that a lot of this DNA evidence, including hair strand testing, is all BS. It's all malarkey. And there's a whole racket around that. So, I mean, even that, I mean, unless they've confessed or they've got video of them doing it, I'm going to be skeptical of that. But if you're talking something like this, 
a Jaron like- Smith telling the police, I come back with a warrant, you vote you vote not guilty. And if they ask you, you why, you say, I don't think he did it. It's none of their business. I voted not guilty. I don't think he's guilty. Right. Period. You, as a citizen, as a citizen, have the greatest power with jury duty. Yep. You can go to jury duty. You can be on a jury and you can change the outcome of somebody's life forever. Yeah. Because if you disagree with the law, you can vote that that person's not guilty. Yeah. And if nothing else, you hang that jury. So hang that jury. Even if you're not able to convince everyone else that he's not guilty, if you and one or two other people do it, the prosecutors are going to have to swallow hard on something like this and say, do we want to go through this trial again? And have this happen yet again and waste all the time and resources and look like a joke in front of our bosses and in front of the the voters and everything else. Um, At the very least, you've bought them some time and you have flummoxed. I'm using all the old boomer terms today. You flummoxed flummoxed them with their their own malarkey. They've been hoisted by their own petard. Do you know what that means? That means that uh, when someone had... Someone that uh, uh, had something that was aimed to hurt someone else ends up being used against them. And that's a Shakespearean term. That is a Shakespearean term. So anytime you get jury duty, go. Go. Because you could save Jaron Smith five years. Yeah. You could could save somebody who has a possession of... I don't know if they still arrest for possession of marijuana anywhere. uh, A possession of... Uh, some drug, yeah. however much time. In the case of Michael Edwards, it could have been his entire life. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you have this power. You and you alone, and only one person, only one person on a jury can hang a jury. Yep. You can change the course of people's lives by doing jury duty, and ruling not guilty on laws that you don't think are just. I'm not asking you to go there on a murder trial and let anybody off because you, you just because you want to be a, a, a pog in the system. Or a whatever. rebel. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, like I'm not, I'm not recommending that. Don't do that. No, but you have the power to let people who are being arrested for unjust laws free. Yeah. It, it, it is the, greatest activism that we have and people that are being railroaded on legit charges because a lot of times you get jurors and they don't like that guy they don't like that guy and they will even though it's not relevant to the court case they'll drag up a bunch of other stuff that the person's been accused of or previously convicted of has nothing to do with that case and they get the jurors who go on there and go that guy don't like the cut of his jib man i'm hitting him with all of it I'm hitting yeah. all of I mean, the Joe Biden. I'm channeling Joe Biden in this. In you, this you, uh, you are boomering up this episode. I am boomering. I don't like the cut of his jib. And then they, and then they vote to convict him. Right. And there might be just scant evidence. And again, look into this thing with the hair, the, the hair strand testing. There are going to be thousands of convictions that are vacated, including, unfortunately, a lot of convictions that are going to be after the person died in prison. Um, on this hair strand stuff because it was BS science. It was nowhere near as uh, conclusive as they thought it was. The scientists knew it and they lied about it. And it happened for decades and everyone knew it. So 
you really got to make sure even on the murder, rape, and whatever charges that guilt's beyond beyond a reasonable doubt according to your definition of reasonable doubt, not what the judge is telling you. So that is that is our message to you. As uh, Desiree Lindsay just said on Facebook, don't tell them you're a libertarian. They won't pick you. That is actually kind of true. Yeah, yeah. If no. they, they may ask you if you know what jury nullification is. If you say yes, I'm not saying lie, but if you say yes, there is a good chance that they don't pick you. Yeah, uh, like a really good chance. But so, I mean... Try to refrain uh, from any talk about political stuff. Just answer the questions that they ask you and try to keep it as non-political as possible. Which is hard, but just try. Come in looking, uh, you know, buttoned up and, and, and clean cut as you can. And uh, yes, sir. No, sir. And try to look like a model juror. And, uh, you know, go in there and, and wreak havoc, man. Like, I mean, that's that's really the best thing we can do. Uh, uh, and And in positions of power... We need to let people know about jury nullification, right. uh, positions of power and prominence, because most people don't know. And I've even talked to people who think it's illegal. What's illegal and, is what's illegal is lying. But you can just say, "I didn't think they were guilty." You don't have to say mm. why you don't think they were guilty. That's right. Now, if you were to go to a jury room where they're getting ready to do the jury selection, and you start handing out pamphlets on jury nullification, you will probably be arrested. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully when your trial comes, somebody who got your flyer on jury nullification is in that jury. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And, I mean, again, just keep pushing for jury nullification when you can. They can't stop you from telling people. Pamphlets, they might they might give you a hard time, especially if you're in a courthouse or something like that. But, uh uh, Jacob LaBelle says, can I call in a civil action against Amy Klobuchar? You certainly can try. You could Probably. say that she's been feeding people. they have a red flag in- law up there? Minnesota? Yeah. Jacob LaBelle, if you're still on, which I'm certain you are, because, you know, you're one of the real ones. She's one, she, He's a real one. He is a real one. Uh, if you're still on, let us know if Minnesota has a red flag law, and you'll quickly know. If you Matt, can call in a civil action. Matt Hicks says all gun control is... I'm going back pretty far in the comments. Matt Hicks says all gun control is racist. Racist, you're damn right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the T- Dave Jones says mandatory mud wrestling, Fifth Avenue, y'all. That's mandatory mud wrestling over at the uh, Nashville Libertarian Party December gathering with Vermin Supreme. Covered exclusively by Muddy Waters Media, Saturday, December the 14th, this Saturday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time, at the Margarita Hotel in Nashville. Not the Margarita Restaurant, the Margarita Hotel. And it's actually the restaurant inside of the Margarita Hotel, but not the Margaritaville Restaurant. It's the Margaritaville Hotel, which has a restaurant in it, which for some reason is not also a Margaritaville. Go figure. So be sure to come into that. Apparently, there's going to be mud wrestling, which doesn't surprise me. And Rod Weber's going to be there. Rod Epstein didn't kill himself, Weber. He's going to be there. Good friend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so now, remember, if you get selected for a jury, and yes, uh, Tony, I'm not even going to attempt that. Tony, on Facebook. Uh, yeah, 
most of us have never been picked for a jury in our lives and most likely many of us never will. But if you are, this is the greatest activism you can do as an individual. It absolutely is. It is. So if you do get picked, remember this. Remember this. Remember this show. Remember this moment. Remember Jaron Smith. Yeah. God, I was guessing on that name because I had to move away from the notes. No, it was. It was Jaron. Yeah, yeah no, no, good job. I was like, yeah. God, I hope that's right. Um, remember Jaron Smith. Remember, remember that. Okay, so uh, I saw some comments from the Baltimoreans. The Sure. The Baltimoreans over on YouTube, Sarah and uh, Bass. Okay. And there was a red flag incident that we definitely talked about on the show. Yes. In Maryland. Yep. Where a guy's sister called and said that she was afraid that her brother is going to, you know, hurt himself or somebody else. And they did a red flag warrant. They showed up at his house early, pounding on the door. He grabs his gun because he has no idea what's happening. Because it's five in the morning. Right. He shows up. He shows like he's there gun drawn, not understanding that the cops are there to take his guns to do this red flag uh, law, this protection risk protection order. Right. The cop says, lower, lower your weapon or I will shoot you. He says, no, show me a warrant. He says, I don't have to show you a warrant. He thinks, yes, you do. Fourth Amendment right. Yep. I'm not lowering my gun. Yes. Bam, Boom. dead. Yep. The sister yep. then says, why did you do that? He wouldn't hurt a fly. Stop calling the this police on your loved ones. Story. Yeah, no. This is a true story. Yep. Do not call the police on your loved ones. A, a, a neighbor who was concerned about, and I wish I could remember her name, but in uh, in Texas, uh, who was concerned because the door was open uh, and there had been some robberies uh, there. And so instead of just going by and saying, hey, is everyone okay? Or just minding your own business, this person called the police. And now to be fair, they didn't expect the police to go over and start shooting into the house immediately. But that's exactly what he did. He went over, the cop went over, saw that people were playing video games started yelling, put your hands in the air, put your hands in the air, put your hands in the air. They weren't responding because they had one of these suckers on playing video games. It was a, a woman and her niece uh, or her a nephew. I wish I could remember her nephew name. Nephew or grandson? No, it was a nephew. She was a kid. She was young. She was like in her 20s. And oh, yeah, she was a kid. And you know, like a like an honor student and, you know, all of that stuff. And she's playing games with her nephew. And so he blasts him. And thankfully, it doesn't hurt the nephew, but but killed her. Stop calling the police on loved ones. If you care about them, go see if they're okay. Ask someone else you trust. Trust. Maybe mind your business. You have you have tusk on the brain. Stop thinking of narwhals. Trust. <laughs> trusk. You got to get that narwhals trusk. Um. Stop. We have a celebrity over on uh, on YouTube asking us questions. Do we? Oh, the yeah. philosopher. The philosopher. What do you guys think are possible triggers for the boog? Honestly, the boog's not happening. I just, I don't want to be a defeatist here, but there might be limited instances of, uh, of, of, you know, resistance against the police, but you just saw what happened to the, the whiskey and rebellion guy in, in New York. He, he gave the call for the boog. He himself didn't shoot anyone but he called for the boog a few people showed up no one actually did anything i you might have a a, a limited situation like the bundy ranch standoff 
or or the the the, the other things that happened with Am and Bundy and things like that. Um, an actual like full blown armed revolt. Maybe Matt now, thinks differently, but I I, I yes I think I, 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 d- I do but I don't. Okay. I think that there will be. I do think that there will be a moment where the boog could happen. Okay. Um, the philosopher says uh, that wasn't the lead because it wasn't a verified situation, which I get. Um, we didn't know that that was a red flag law. Uh, gun grab. Uh, it was just that was what he was saying. We, it's what was he no, was saying. And, that's what and, he was saying, but there was no verified. Like if, if it had been verified, that's what it was more what could have happened i'm not gonna say it would have now i do think that if at any point they start going door to door to take guns from just everybody no red flag laws just okay these guns are now outlawed we're coming to take them i think that is what it would be the trigger where it's like yeah you better not show up at my door because i will shoot everybody i think that is what happens i don't I don't. Okay. So she was asking what, what things could trigger. Well, yeah, and, and, and you just said what, you know, a, a thing. Right, that could and trigger I think it, yeah. that would trigger it. I think that any bill banning weapons would trigger it. Like in, anything along those lines, I don't think these minuscule, I don't think, I don't want to call them minuscule, but in the, in the great scheme of 350 million Americans, a red flag law being served on one person, even though it's multiple people it's being done on none of these individual cases are the ones that are going to do it. I could be wrong and one of these could spark the boog, but fair enough. And and I guess the other thing I'm thinking is that the government's fairly smart on this kind of stuff. You'll notice they don't do a lot of mass confiscation. They will ban something moving forward. So you can't buy it anymore. And then through attrition over time, you can't transfer it to anyone, you know, and that kind of stuff. So over time, they just sort of limit the supply. Uh, They, there was never any like, confiscation of machine guns when they passed the national firearms act in the thirties, which the NRA supported by the way. Uh, but the, uh, good luck finding a machine gun. And ultimately the only people that have machine guns are the people that can afford these ridiculous, uh, stamp, uh, uh, you know, ATF, uh, whatever they're called, tax um, stamps, whatever tax stamps to, to be able to get them. So it's basically machine guns only for the rich, uh, and not for, you know, the poor who might actually want or need them. Um, and like the philosopher just said, you know, red flags are insidious because they can be painted as justified more more easily. And that's exactly the case. Yes, they can absolutely. say, oh, well, this person was a threat. Their own family called them in. Or, you know, Jaron Smith, uh, he it looks like he might have shot someone. And we go, oh, well, that's terrible. And it, and it puts us on the defensive of saying, well, we don't defend that. We're just saying you have a right to due process. This person has not been convicted of anything. In many cases, has not even been charged with anything. They've simply been accused of something and it's way too easy to just accuse someone of something which was supposedly the whole purpose for the fourth amendment in the first place that you actually had to have someone sign off on you having your rights removed and even temporarily and you could have an attorney represent you in trying to fight this not after the fact this is just um, what's it called? Uh, property. Uh, what's it called? Uh, property. Um, where they seize people's property before trial. Um, 
Uh, oh, oh, crap. What is that? Civil asset forfeiture. Civil asset forfeiture. This is civil asset forfeiture for guns, but just for guns. And only because you've been accused of something. Right. Usually with civil asset forfeiture, you at least have to be charged with something. So it's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, now, and Ignat uh, 71 mentioned the LA riots. And that's a good point. These things can happen. I guess when I think of the Boogaloo, I'm thinking of like this massive armed result, revolt more so than pockets of, 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 of things popping off, um, which could absolutely happen. Could a small scale Boogaloo happen? Um, yes. When I'm thinking of this, you know, post you know, U.S. government society where, you know, you've got a bunch of people in Hawaiian shirts and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, panoramic night vision goggles going around, you know, blasting everyone with a badge. I just don't see that happening. Um, I do see, can, can, can pockets of stuff happen? Yeah, absolutely. That can definitely happen. And it would be gun confiscation. That would be a big one. It would be like with the L.A. riots where the police just did something obviously heinous and then completely got off scot-free. But unfortunately, we just saw in Broward County, people are just getting used to it. And they're getting used right. to defending it. They're just, or just they're, looking the other way. People are just accepting it. They're just accepting it at this point. Like, for a long time, they denied it. Oh, well, that's just the criminal's word against the cop. Well, now we've got cameras everywhere. So it's not the criminal's word against the cop. And a lot of people just, it's called the normalcy bias. Most of us just okay. want to believe that the police are out to protect us. And yeah, there's some bad apples. But, you know, overall, they're, they're mostly good apples in the bunch. Um, and you know, these criminals can't trust them, can't trust what they're saying. And, uh, you know, overall it all washes out in the end. Most of the time, you know, it's, it's the cops are the good guys and the the criminals are the baddies. And, you know, and and if you don't have anything to hide, then there's nothing you should be worried about. Most people just want to believe that because it's the easiest thing to believe. It's the easiest thing that allows them to just keep their head down and go about their day and work their asses off to pay all these taxes. Uh, to the philosopher, Hey, you, me, Jack, we need to get together. Uh, we live way too close to not ever see yes. each other. Please uh, do. And please eat some of his salmon. Cause it's well, not right that I can't listen. No. Yes. Do not, my salmon is not socialism. salmon. <laughs> it's unacceptable that Matt Wright has 95% of the salmon. And I only have the salmon that they have at the Kroger. That's actually pretty good because they get to put the, put the black pepper on it. But it's not the honey maple smoked salmon from the from the, the, the Blue Hill Bay. Blue Hill Bay. Blue Hill Bay. It's unacceptable. It's not right. And uh, it's not fair. And, and uh, the, this country could do better than that. So go eat it. Jerky salmon. That's correct. It is. You know, to the philosopher and Jack, uh, you guys can have any of my salmon that you want. Uh, just because you guys are great. Uh, oh, it's Darren. Uh, Ignat 71 is Darren, uh, P Darren from, from the Vermin Supreme campaign. Vermin's- Big ups to Darren. Um, <laughs> came for your Jewish accent. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, uh, the philosopher, she came for your Jewish accent. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why everyone tunes in, right? It's like the point of the show. <laughs> everyone just waits like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? There it is. Yay. It's like on Seinfeld when Kramer would show up and everyone was like, ah, yeah. And then Kramer's like, whoa, Kramer. I'm the Kramer of this show. That's actually pretty accurate. 
that's actually yeah that's pretty that's pretty close um yeah Oh, now I'm being given things to say. Let me be very clear. We are going to stand up against the salmon hoarders and the corruption inherent in the system. You know, we you're not taking my salmon. Like you're not. Like if you you can have some of my salmon, you just have to come down here. I have a human right to salmon, Matt. You do. You can come down here and you can have it. No, I don't want to have to do anything. I just want salmon. Oh, no, actually, no. I'll come down there, but I want the salmon. I'm confused Excellent now. Excellent Larry David impersonation. What's that? Excellent Larry David Thank you. That actually is more like Larry David than, yeah. yeah it is so a maybe lot more I, like Larry David. I'm both the Larry David and the Kramer of this, epi- of this show. Right. And also the George. And a little bit of the Elaine. You're the Jerry. Who steals my That's dad's true. Bing jokes. Kramer isn't bad unless you do the racist bit. Yeah, Sarah no. Brannion says that you aren't the Kramer Chris Reynolds is. Which I'll oh, accept. Like I'm it just kind of pops in like Yeah, it's just like, oh look, yay, Chris is here. Chris is here. He's got questions. He's he gonna ask us whoa, about whoa, television. Whoa. whoa, everybody. And he's gone. And I was like, oh, that was so funny. He's so irreverent. <laughs> so wait, then I'm the George. Uh, Am I the George? Please don't do Jerry. Jerry was the worst. Um, Jerry was terrible. Jerry was the worst part of that. Jerry Seinfeld steals my dad's jokes. Also. Jerry Seinfeld does steal your dad's jokes, like, which yeah, I thought were your jokes, which I'm now learning you stole from your dad. Or inherited. Um, oh, did I say they were mine? Yeah, you said that they were yours. Well, they're the uh, families. He's stolen from my dad. That's fair. Which means he's stolen from me because I was going to inherit them. So it is right. a theft from me. Right, it is a theft from you. I was actually talking about that the other day about how Jerry Seinfeld stole your jokes, um, which apparently the, you stole the, from me. Just the but, worst. Um, just the worst. <laughs> It just makes me sick. It just what makes is me... the deal with airplanes? Yeah, what is the deal with the socks on the dryer? They're never gonna find them again. They're just inch away. I'm asking you. Makes me sick. All of his funny jokes from my father. Every single yeah, every single like, one. All of them. Good night. Good night to the philosopher. Uh, yeah. Good night. Go. Go have some faux. To prepare your stomach and then go to Matt's house and eat all of his salmon. That's right. As is and your we, human right. But we will always stay principled and funny. And you guys, you guys are awesome. Tell Jack we said hi and um, we love him. Yeah, let's let's get together soon. Um, let's definitely do that. Hey guys, you should come. And by up. let's, I mean me, not Spike, because no, me Spike too. Doesn't come visit me in Florida. You should definitely come up to the December gathering with Vermin Supreme, Saturday the fourteenth. This Saturday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central, the Margaritaville Hotel in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. High of 56 that day, Matt. Actually, not bad for Nashville this time of year. That's what I'm told. I'm told that it, now, but I think it's going to rain, though. Look, you have to do me. A, I, you're not really a coffee drinker, but you're going to have to do me a favor. Okay. You're going to have to go to 12th Avenue South. Oh, no. This is, this is non-negotiable. 
Is this like the hood? I don't really know. Land. No, it's not. No, God, no. Okay. You're going to have to go to 12th Ave South. Okay. If you're heading on 12th Ave South, there is a coffee shop there called Frothy Monkey. You need to go there and you need to get a mocha from there. Uh-huh. And I just want a video, possibly slow motion video of you drinking this. I don't want to drink coffee. I don't give a, I don't care. Like, I feel like it's so naturally jittery and nervous already. And you want me to, before covering Vermin Supreme, oh, that's why you want me to drink caffeine. Well, no, it's because that is the best coffee in the world. That coffee shop is the greatest coffee shop on the planet. Okay. Desiree Lindsay, no. Desiree knows this? Well, she just wrote frothy in all caps, so I'm assuming No, she, she just said that room's be, word is being ru- ruined by Santorum, oh, which is, well, that's funny. Um, fr- frothy Monkey, I was actually drinking out of their mug earlier today. I was going to have it on the show, and then um, I finished my coffee. So I didn't. But that coffee shop is fantastic uh, if you go there. By the way, Sean Whitehead would like some really quality anti-cop comments here. I can't even, I can't even, there's just so many. Fotini Man, we Henderson. gave so many earlier. He he had a bunch of them, but basically, yes, all good stuff. Uh, Fotini Henderson, uh, thank you for letting me know civil asset forfeiture. I have, I'm reading it now. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh, apparently, thanks to uh, Kingsley, uh, they've been updating the site servers today on Float. So the so the uh, reception over on F-L-O-T-E dot app has been a little spotty. Uh, that is not going to be a regular thing over there, which I knew wasn't going to be a regular yeah. thing. I knew this was kind of a one-off. But uh, Yeah, because it's been incredibly it's been incredibly stable the whole time we've been using it, which is for right. months now. So I figured it was a one-off. So and that makes sense. King, thanks for letting us know. Um, upgrading for your pleasure, guys, over at float.app. Uh, Jacob says, just chug a fifth of CBD spike. It'll, but so, so I'll be in Tennessee doing the Elvis special. What could possibly go wrong? Well, I mean, you're doing the Elvis special in the same way that a Yugo is a Ferrari. Granted. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to, how to work. No, that doesn't work for that. Sean Whitehead said that I can be his gay boyfriend for five minutes, which is the height of this show. Man, I didn't even see that one. I mean, I can do a lot in five minutes. That's true. That's true. That's what your wife says. Uh... I'm not disputing that. Um, So, but have you seen her? Huh? Uh, Uh... Dave says there's snow on the ground here in the whiskin whiskey region of Tennessee. Dave, you're not helping because I am a I am a child of of the heat and the warmth. This is this is me in my natural habitat. I am a sweet summer boy through and through. And I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not down with the with the the extreme cold. That's not Sarah Brandon says this like the lamest speedball ever. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, mocha, mocha, and CBD oil. If if River if River Phoenix 
was using that kind of speedball, he'd, he'd still be, be with us today. He'd actually be in excellent health. He'd have great yeah. heart health from the caffeine and 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 very little joint pain from the CBD oil. <laughs> right. Like, oh. He would be totally fine. His creativity through the freaking roof. Through the roof. That's funny. Oh, man. Uh, Sarah, uh, Darren says, hope to see everyone there. Nashville might be a little fun. Oh, it might be fun, all right. Um, I think we're going to have a, a lot of fun. Desiree says, I need that poster on my ceiling. Well, Desiree, you can, for the low, low price of $12, get... Well, it's not a poster size. It's like calendar size. But you can get this. It has vermin in it. has vermin supreme. Desiree Lindsay, by the way, is a vermin supreme campaign manager. I actually have it right here if anybody wants a closer yeah, yeah, look yeah, at it. Yeah, Let me yeah. grab it off of my wall. $12. This is going to give you Shipped. an idea on the size. That includes shipping and taxes. That's right. Now, so here, here we go. It's signed by Spike. Yeah, I even signed it. Yeah. To to me, he wrote, "I'll never forget our time together. I believe are you you are going to do amazing things. Summer of ninety seven forever. And summer ninety seven. Summer ninety seven. And the uh, where's Vermin? What's Vermin? July. Vermin is December. No, he's not December because that's he's not December. He's October? Maybe. Yep. Yeah, he's October. And he, yep. he Here did we the have. full money with some cartoon gloves on. Yep, with the Mickey Mouse cartoon gloves. And if you look closely, uh, Vermin halfway signed this. Oh. And if you look even more closely, you're going to stop looking. Also, I've seen the outtake photos Oh yeah, the you, cart- right. you don't want to. You the do cartoon- not want to inspect that very closely. And then there are the outtake photos where the cartoon gloves did not do very well in hiding anything. Um, right. So yeah, twelve dollars. You two can have that. Uh, and if you ever have it and see me in person, I will sign it for free. So if you happen to be in Nashville this weekend, if you have to be in and Nashville, you have one of these, and you can get Spike to sign it and possibly, I'm not going to speak for him, but possibly Vermin possibly Supreme Vermin to sign too. half of his name. Possibly Vermin might sign Verm Supreme. He, he just did Vermin. He didn't give me Supreme. Oh, well, that's the big part, honestly. So, yeah, be sure to tune in then. Oh, by the way, so we have said that starting next week, Everything changes. Oh, yeah. We need a new clue. Everything. But I can't tell you what is changing. So instead, with each week for the last, what, four weeks, three weeks, I have been giving useless clues that in no way help you determine what exactly the hell is going to happen starting next week. That's right. The first one was recreational cocaine. Yep. The first one was recreational cocaine. The second one was... Oh. (laughs) I think it was... Was it Santa Claus? Could have been. It was something equally useless, like Santa Claus. And here is your final clue. So be sure to write it down and do some cross-referencing. Your final clue is cheesy bread. Cheesy bread. And for anybody out there, I know what this is. And Spike comes up with these clues all on his own. I have, I know how one of them fits relates. Right. 
The yeah, others, I have you. no idea. If you know what the surprise is, these clues are still no help to you. In no way can you figure out, unless I actually tell you, which I won't, how these clues relate to the thing that you already know. Right. And there's only like three people. Well, no, there's a few people I know. But I'm already saying too much. It's going to be big starting next week. I'm not reading that comment out loud. It's from Darren on Instagram. Um, on Instagram or on YouTube? Or on YouTube, sorry. Yeah, on YouTube, not on Instagram. We don't stream to Instagram. Yeah, I was going to say we're on Instagram. Uh, no, that's amazing though. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not going to say that either. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. It's not that though. Um, but uh, it's definitely not that. But uh, it is going to be insane. In the membrane. In the membrane. In the membrane. Insane in the brain. That's right. So, if you want it's gonna be insane. to know what this is live, be sure to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Media. You can also follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Media. You can follow like us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. You can follow us on Instagram at muddiedwatersmedia. And you can follow us on float at float.com app slash muddied waters media you can also listen to us at anchor.fm slash muddied waters and you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com and you will that was a by the way that segue was thank you i was really proud of that one that was a good one because i was just gonna keep rambling i know so not only was that a good segue but that was a good way to corral me so good job on both fronts matt guys Thanks again for tuning in. Be sure to come check us out either in person or uh, live streaming uh, the December Gathering with Vermin Supreme on this Saturday, the 14th, 6 to 8 Central, which in normal people time is 7 to 9, but in Marxist <laughs> Central time, 6 to 8. Uh, well, Eastern time game. In, in, in Marxist uh, Pacific time, it's, I don't know, like 4? <laughs> 4, yeah. And in Marxist Mountain Time, it's five to seven. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, seven to nine over here with the normies. And uh, so, guys, thanks again for tuning in. Oh, and be sure to tune in next week for the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I will be parsing through the week's events with the love and cheer and the gleeful happiness of the sweet autumn cherubs that we are. And, then and if sure you want to you- donate to make sure I can get to Nashville this week, yes. PayPal, muddiedwatersoffreedom at gmail.com or anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters and just hit the uh, donate donation. Button. Button. Yeah, I think it's donate button. Yeah, I think it's. So be and, sure to give uh, us money. I can be in Nashville for this event. Give us money. Would you say no to this face? <laughs> He's not trying to get money. Would you say no to this face? You probably would. Um, So, yeah. Guys, thanks again for tuning in. Oh, and next week, on a very special episode of My Fellow Americans, it is a... Well, we're we're working on it, but I think we're going to be having a very Coppinger Christmas where uh, Sam Coppinger is going to be roasted 
by uh, Mike Shipley and either John Hudak, Joshua Smith, or both John Hudak and Joshua Smith. And Sam is going to hold up scorecards for each joke. And next week, very, very tentatively. Oh, yeah. You've got an episode. There will be a new episode of the writer's block. The writer's block returns. And I'm not going to say who my guests are. I will you won't say, believe who it's going to be. I'll, I'll announce that next Tuesday. Yeah. But it's going to be a great show. I'm, I'm super excited about it. I, yeah. I am very excited about it. It's going to be a great show. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really, really good. And anybody who cares about people being unjustly uh, held in prison for very long periods of time, yes. you're going to love it too. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, none of those things are our surprise. Our surprise is insane. Yeah, our surprise is idiotically insane. It is like, I haven't wrapped my head around it yet. Every once in a while, I think, I stop and think, what the hell is about to happen? So guys, thanks again for tuning in. Oh, and real quick, uh, the song that we opened with that I'm pretty certain we're closing with. Oh, yeah, with, yeah, 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 yeah. We're closing with it too, yeah. Yeah, that is uh, the Narcissist Cookbook. He does the intro music to the writer's block. He has a brand new album. It's out today. It's called Him, H-Y-M-N, Him, 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 no. I don't know how to pronounce him, that him, correctly. Him. Uh, it's pronounce, uh, it's uh, Him. Fantastic album. Uh, it Listen to it. Listen to everything he's ever done. It, the guy is amazing. Um, good friend of mine. Uh, but give it a listen and uh, share it with your friends, please. Yeah, absolutely. Narcissist cookbook. We love him. Guys, thanks again for tuning in. And where we're going, we don't need roads. When the days get shorter And the sky begins to pale When the winds are howling Down the high-walled cobbled lane I write my name In the sycamore leaves And sign it with a kiss I'm coming home soon The blue moon after next When the night is hollow And shadows crowd the lawn The doors are bolted And the curtains are all drawn You hear my voice In the creaking floorboards And hold your troubled head I'm coming home soon The blue moon after next I am the thing that stands outside your bedroom door and whispers through the keyhole. The hand that knocks, the face you 
pretend you can see outside the upstairs window. If I am not welcome, you can tell me I'll disappear like mist. I'm coming home soon. I'm coming home soon. The bloom 